When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Get Booked Podcast, a weekly show for personalized reading recommendations. This is episode 70, and we are recording on February 27th. I'm Jen Northington from Book Riot, and I'm here with special guest Preeti Chibber, kids book enthusiast and co-host of the Daisy Geek Girls Podcast. And today we're going to talk about kids and YA books. Welcome back, Preeti. Yay, I'm so excited. I love talking about kids' books. (laughs) I love listening to you talk about kids' books. (laughs) It's going to be an hour of me going, it's so good. (laughs) That's my favorite. Um, If this is the first time you're listening to the show, welcome. Uh, It is what it says it is, a weekly show for personalized reading recommendations, which means that people send us questions and we try to find the right books to answer them. So you can send us any kind of question, um, book about... You know, do you need a book about female astronauts or did you just finish reading a book that left a hole in your heart and you need more like it or your book club needs something to read after Gone Girl or whatever it is? Uh, You can send us the questions at the bottom of the show notes on the site for every episode. We have a form or you can email them to getbookedatbookriot.com. If your question is time sensitive, please do put in the subject line of your email or in the very first line of the form when you need the answer by, and we will do our very best to get to it on time. We don't always succeed, but we try. Um, For questions that we've had a couple times, or if it's a super time-sensitive question that I think we're not going to get to on air, I might email you a response. So keep an eye out for getbookedatbookriot.com in your email. And we are officially, as of this episode, switching to a new format. Um, We're going to do one recommendation per host per question so that we can get to more questions because we have so many great questions and we really do (laughs) want to get to all of them. So so that is my story about the show. Okay, so we're going to do, I'm going to read the first question and then we're going to do our first sponsor and then we're going to dive right in. Uh, So the first question is from Jennifer, who says, I have a niece that is 12 years old and has inherited her aunt's love of books. She has read all the Harry Potter books and is currently reading the Scholastic Spirit Animal series. I want to encourage her book nerddom, but haven't read many books in her age group and in that genre. I want to open both of us up to some new authors. Thanks, and keep up the awesome job. All right, before we get to the recommendations, I have a survey opportunity for everybody. Um, We, as you know, we have lots of great sponsors who help support the show and um, give you excellent services. Uh, But we would really love to know even more about what kind of sponsors you want to hear from. Uh, So if you could set aside five minutes and go to podsurvey.com slash get dash booked, we'll put it in the show notes, but it's podsurvey.com slash get dash booked, you can take a quick and anonymous survey that will help us to get to know you a little bit better so that we can find sponsors that are matched to you, matched your interests, um, and are still matched to the show. And then once you've done the survey, you can enter a monthly drawing to win a $100 Amazon gift card. So tell us more about yourself. We'll get better sponsors, and you will potentially win a $100 Amazon gift card. So, and even if you've taken the show's uh, listener survey before, this is a new one. So definitely take it all over again. Uh, so again, that's podsurvey.com get-booked, and we will leave a link in the show notes. 
Okay, so the question was, books for a 12-year-old niece who read Harry Potter and the Scholastic Spirit Animal series. I've been talking a lot, so Preeti, what's your rec for this one? <laughs> uh, so the first one that came to mind is one of my favorite uh, middle-grade series called Ash Mystery and the Savage Fortress. That's the first book. Um, the series is called The Ash, Ash Mystery Chronicles, uh, and it's by Sarwat Chada. It's basically... A middle grade fantasy series infused with Hindu mythology. It's so fun. It's clever. It's smart. It's a page turner. Um, Really, like, I cannot see a kid picking this up and being able to put it down. Which is all you can ask for. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Say the name, uh, the title, and the author again for us. Uh, The Savage Fortress, Ash Mystery Number One. Uh, by Sarwat Chada, and that's C-H-A-D-D-A. Awesome. Um, My pick for this question is a series that I actually came to as an adult. Somehow, every person in my life, my young life, failed me by not giving me this series. (laughs) And so I had to read it as a grown-up, but it was still awesome. Uh, And that is (laughs) Diane Duane's Young Wizard series. Uh, The first one is So You Want to Be a Wizard. And they were just recently, like, updated. So they they were, the first one came out in, I want to say, like, the 1980s. But they updated the sort of language and, like, a little bit of background in the books that they now take place in the 2000s, like the early aughts, um, which is kind of a neat thing um, because it just opens it up to a whole new generation of readers. Um, But the main character, Nita, is being bullied at school and she's like hiding in the library and doesn't know how she's going to face down this bully. And then she finds a mysterious library book that's like, so you want to be a wizard? Um, and she's like, well, obviously I want to be a wizard. Like, duh. 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 So, so, but she doesn't think it's really real. And then it turns out it is. And she and her friend, uh, Kit Rodriguez, um, who she meets sort of through this wizardry, uh, then have this epic adventure um, and several, many epic adventures because the the series is like I don't know 10 books long maybe more it's a lot of books um oh and she's got several other series in this like world so there's a lot of there's a lot of books here uh to keep you and your niece um into the story um and I just thought yeah I just thought it was super fun it's a it's a very different take from Harry Potter about like young wizardry um but it has that same vibe of like you know the misfit kids and they're trying to learn how to use their powers for good and not bad um and how to figure out like how do you win against these crazy odds? It just has all the elements that I think uh, readers of Harry Potter who haven't explored other books of that kind will just really love. Uh, so that is the Young Wizard series by Diane Duane. So You Want to Be a Wizard is the first book. All right. So on to question number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Belinda from Australia. Whee! Writes, uh, my son turned 12 in March and I'm looking to purchase him books. He was an avid reader, devouring all of Roald Dahl's books, the Zack Power series, and Dinosaur Cove, uh, but has now lost interest. Oh, he is a very sporty boy, so books about sports would be great. Um, so the first person who came to mind for me was Mike Lupica. Uh, Mike Lupica writes basically exclusively middle grade and older middle grade books about kids who play sports. That is his entire (laughs) canon. It's true. Like, that's who he is. That's what he does. That's who he is. Um, And it's everything from American football, basketball, baseball, 
um, it's team sports, single kids, like it's, it's everything. Um, I was really racking my brain trying to think of like a cricket book, but I just couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> oh, right, because Australia, shoot. Because Australia, yeah. I was like really trying hard and I just couldn't do it. No. Um, but Mike Lupica, I think, is the way to go with this one. And then he'll have fun like learning all the Americanisms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did not even occur to me. I wonder if there are middle grade books about cricket. Like now I want to read one because maybe then I would actually understand how cricket works. Oh, questionable. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway. Okay. <laughs> um, my pick for this question is Ghost by Jason Reynolds. Jason Reynolds is great. Uh, he has oh, so good. So many good books. So, so many good books, which have won awards, um, among other excellent things. But so Ghost is about a kid who runs track, um, which is probably the same in Australia. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do they have track there? Who knows? Probably. I think track is pretty universal. So, so the main character, whose nickname is Ghost, his real name is Castle Cranshaw, um, has always just been like a runner and he, but he was, he's good at running, but he mostly played baseball or excuse me, basketball. Um, but then he wins like an elite sprinter. He beats an elite sprinter in a race. Um, and a coach is like, Oh, Hey, you have crazy talent. Um, you need to come and run track. And uh, so he joins the track team, um, except that he, the reason he's so good at running is because he's channeling like all of his anger and aggression and frustrations with life into his running. And that doesn't exactly make for smooth team playerness, uh, because that's a word playerness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. So, <laughs> so the book is about him, like, you know, trying to find his way to like, you know, be good at things, but also not be like how to deal constructively with feelings, which is something I think a lot of teenage boys struggle with. Um, certainly I know my brothers did. I mean, teenage girls too. Hell, I was terrible at feelings for a long time. So I think that there is a lot to love about this book. Um, and Jason Reynolds is super good at dialogue. He's, he's it's one of the things I love most about his books because he actually listens to how kids speak and then does his best to replicate it on the page, which is really awesome to read. So that is Ghost by Jason Reynolds. Oh, and it's my turn again. Okay, so <laughs> this uh, I have to caveat with this question is from a whole year ago. I'm so sorry we didn't get to it sooner, but I thought that either you might still need books or other people would benefit from hearing this question. So, Kathy, our apologies that we didn't get to this sooner. Uh, so the question is, warning, heavy subject matter ahead. My best friend's younger brother, who's 15, has recently been diagnosed with depression and tried to commit suicide. He's in the hospital at the moment and probably going to be out of school for quite some time. My friend came to me asking for book recommendations because he's bored out of his mind, but she wanted nice, happy, non-triggering books. I was able to suggest lots of comics, but I don't know why I lit very well, and the books I do know are most likely triggering. Yeah, it's really hard to find YA that doesn't have some kind of relationship to depression or violence or bullying or other things Mm -hmm. that could cause depression, Um, and without knowing his particular situation, this was a little tricky, but... um, It was a little, it was a little hard. Yeah, it's hard, but I I support your pick, so why don't you go ahead? Uh, Great. Um, So, the one that came to mind was one of my favorite books that came out last year, uh, which is a book called My Lady Jane which I'm now seeing is the first in a series, which I did not yes! know, and I'm, like, extra excited about it now. They're doing a bunch of other Janes. I'm so excited. I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So it's My Lady Jane, and it's co-authored by Cynthia Hand, Brody Ashton, and Jody Meadows. And it's basically a 
historical fiction-ish, fantasy-ish story about Lady Jane Grey, but wildly inaccurate. <laughs> Uh, it's it's basically set in an alternate England um, where there is a divide between people and then people who can turn into animals. Right. Like you do. Like you do. Um, and I don't want to give too much away because half the fun is not knowing what's coming. Um, but it is very, very funny. Just very funny. I mean, it's very much in the style of like the Princess Bride and that kind of sardonic just wackiness at times i'm i'm so excited that there's another book i like lost my entire train of thought of how i was going to talk about this book um but there's you know one of the love interests has to be a horse it's so good you guys it's so good (laughs) it's like his big secret is that he turns (laughs) into a horse every night he has to be a horse oh gosh and I know I'm just like it's so good it's so I'm not even like making fun of myself right now but I I I am uh it is a must read and it is hilarious and I can't wait to read the next one yeah it's not like a linked series I think they're just like rewriting stories about women from history who are named Jane which I'm totally on board with um I am totally on board with that because it is like just so bizarre and I'm almost like if it wasn't these three Mm -hmm. women I I would be hard-pressed to see if it would like actually get published based on the pitch because it's like just bananas I have a feeling that we get the sequels because this one did well like I think that that's why we didn't know it was the first in a series that's my guess yeah I wouldn't be surprised (laughs) all right so yeah Yeah. that's my pick my lady jane (laughs) So, By Cynthia Hand, Brody Ashton, and Jody Meadows. So good. Um, okay, I yeah, I, most of the YA I've read is in some way triggering. So I went to the contributor core for this one, and the recommendation that came back is Spanking Shakespeare by Jake Wisner, which, like, if the name doesn't already tell you, I don't know what to tell you. Um, No, so (laughs) this is about a boy named Shakespeare Shapiro, who obviously hates his name. Um, (laughs) And he's in his senior year of high school. He never had a girlfriend. His younger brother is cooler than him. His best friend is a doofus. Like, life is not amazing. His life is, it feels very embarrassing all the time. Um, but so the way he's dealing with this is that he is chronicling all of the mortifying details of his life in a memoir, um, which is this like writing project for senior year. And he, he thinks he's obviously doing it brilliantly. Um, and so he wants to like win the prize for writing this thing, um, and like maybe get a prom date out of it. And maybe people will be nice to him or think he's cool. Um, so you can imagine (laughs) how well that's going to turn out um so I thought this might be like it's a very humorous take on dealing with all of the sort of pitfalls of high school that are just like part of the mundane life like not being cool and not having cool friends and not knowing how to talk to girls and all of that jazz uh so that might be a good option so that is thinking oh I can't say the title (laughs) first of all without laughing and then it's got so many syllables that are the same that it like trips me up every time okay so that's spanking shakespeare by jake weisner 
Uh, all right. So question four. This comes from Christine. My almost 12-year-old daughter recently told us that she thinks she might be bi or gay. We love her and are supportive of her regardless of where she falls on the spectrum. I write in today because I've noticed that she has also posted on social media about wanting to read books that have either a gay or bisexual main character. Being the bookworm that I am, yay, I would love to help her find some books that meet this criteria. Given her younger age, could I please have some recommendations for YA books that feature a bisexual or gay main character? In the past, she has loved the Hunger Games series and is a huge Harry Potter fan. She hasn't read as much recently and has been watching a lot of anime and recently got into some horror. She also loves Tim Burton. Any recommendations are greatly appreciated. So the book that I thought of, it's not horror and it's not fantasy. It's contemporary, but it is that perfect age level kind of sweet spot of older middle grade, but younger YA. So it's, you know, the... Christine writes that her daughter is 12, which is still pretty young for a lot of the YA, especially the YA that features um, identity issues or not issues, but that talk about identity in that way. Um, But this book that is forthcoming, but it's coming out in like two weeks, uh, is called (laughs) Starcrossed. I know. I was like, it's two weeks away. I'm going to do it. Uh, It's called Starcrossed by Barbara D. And it is so cute. It is about this 12-year-old girl named Maddie who gets chosen to play Romeo opposite her crush uh, in the eighth grade production of Shakespeare's most beloved play. Um, That is directly from the book jacket. It is, and so it's a lot of Maddie, one, realizing that she has a crush on this girl, and it never gets too heavy. It's very light. It's very sweet. There's a lot of smooching, but not a lot of, like, heavy kissing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it's just a really, it's, it's one of the only books I've read that are, that hits that like age level so perfectly and maintains a really like accessible tone and language and style because oftentimes you have kids who can read up, but maybe they can read up stylistically and they can read up, um, they can like read the words on the page, but maybe aren't necessarily ready for some of the things that go along with that thematically or even, you know, uh, plot-wise that happen in these older YA titles. So um, Starcrossed by Barbara D. is absolutely one that I recommend. Also, there's this Tumblr blog post going around by the author's daughter saying that this book was basically written for her because she went through this. And I I was, like, crying when I read it. I said, that is the cutest thing I've ever read in my life. Um, we'll have so to put that in the, the show notes. I know that's the one I recommend. Yeah, oh. I can't wait to read this book. You've been talking about it so much. Um, I know because it's so cute. <laughs> okay, my pick for her is "Ask the Passengers" by A.S. King, which I think is really perfect subject-wise. It might be a little—I mean, it's more on the mature YA side, but she's read *Hunger Games*. She's watched anime and some horror, and she loves Tim Burton. Like, I feel like. She's going to be okay. Um, But, I mean, you might want to read it first. Like, whatever, you know, as the spirit moves you. (laughs) But I think this would be a good one for her. So Ask the Passengers is about a girl named Astrid Jones who is falling in love with her female co-worker and doesn't know what it means. She doesn't know if she's gay, if she's bi, if she just really likes this girl. Like, she doesn't know what she's doing. Um, 
And she doesn't really feel like she has anybody she can talk to about it. She's nervous about what her friends might say or not say. Um, her mother is very pushy and, like, demanding about always presenting this, like, perfect family facade. Her father's kind of disconnected. So she just, she doesn't really have somebody she can talk to about it. So she's trying to figure it out on, on her own. Um, and what she's doing is she spends hours lying in her backyard watching airplanes fly overhead because they're right under, like, a flight path. Um, and she imagines asking the passengers questions and and in the surrealist part of this book is that like you also get to see the passengers on the planes as she's thinking at them and like how it connects it's like a little bit of magical realism it's got that weird like a little bit tim burton um sort of you know is it real is it not real like it's it's a little wacky i i think it's a really cool device uh the way that as king works it in and yeah, I just love this book. I mean, I really felt for Astrid. She's just so, she just feels so isolated and she doesn't have to be, but she doesn't know she doesn't have to be. And like her trying to figure out who her people are and who can she can talk to um, is really, is really compellingly told. So that is Ask the Passengers by A.S. King. Okay, so our next question is from Diana who says, my daughter is 16 and not much of a reader. She absolutely loves Harry Potter. Boy, it's almost like Harry Potter is our through line. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, loves Harry Potter and has reread the series a number of times, but hasn't read much else except for what she's had to in school. She really likes the Lord of the Rings movies, but wasn't able to get through the first book in the series because she found the writing style boring. She's not alone. Uh, I get it. <laughs> she really likes high fantasy and watches a lot sci-fi her favorite show is Battlestar Galactica so I thought something along those lines would be nice but types of books are com those types of books are completely not in my wheelhouse I'm fine with her reading any type of novel even something with quote-unquote adult themes I don't restrict what my daughter reads or watches so even if it's rated R I don't mind awesome um <laughs> Preeti go ahead uh so the one that I thought of is a new a relatively new series um, the first book came out last year, and it's called The Star-Touched Queen by Roshini Joksi. Um, this is another one. I didn't do this on purpose, but this is another um, fantasy book that's loosely, very, very loosely based on um, Indian culture and Hinduism. Very loosely. <laughs> um, How loosely, though? <laughs> very loosely. It's, it's, it's a beautifully written book. Um, so it's about this girl named Maya. And uh, she has been kind of saddled with this really awful horoscope that promises her marriage will just lead to kind of death and destruction. And so everyone in her father's kingdom is really not into her. <laughs> she's kind of a pariah. Um, her father is the king. And so he kind of doesn't pay attention to the um, horoscope and goes about to create a um, political match for her. Uh, but before all of that can happen, I'm trying, like, how can I do this without spoiling anything? <laughs> um, so, like, a, a thing happens, and all of a sudden Maya becomes the queen of the other side. Um <laughs> I know. You're it's hedging hard. I don't so tell... hard. I can, like, feel it. I know. It's like, I don't want to tell you why or how because that's part of the, like, that's part of the joy of the read. Um, but just trust me in that it happens. 
Uh, and then it's kind of about her relationship to death and her relationship to this mysterious man she's ended up marrying to become queen um, and finding the truth because she's only given snippets of information. Uh, it's really, it's it's another one that's a real page turner and is like the the language is really like lyrical, but still very accessible. And you'll find that you just want to be in this world. It's it's painted so vividly. Uh, it's a really, really good read. And the next book is coming out this year. Uh, so that is The Star-Touched Queen by Roshini Choksi. We have an accidental theme for this question. And the theme is, it sucks to be a princess. Um, because <laughs> <laughs> my pick for this was... <laughs> I'm not sorry. It is um, my pick for this is Empress of a Thousand Skies by Rhoda Beleza. Beleza? Mm, I'm gonna go with Beleza. Um, and it is about a uh, a teenager named Re, short for Rhiannon, who is the sole surviving heir to an ancient dynasty because her entire family got like assassinated basically uh, when she was a kid. And she was supposed to be on the spaceship because this is in space. Uh, she was supposed to be on the spaceship and like an accident, you know, made it so that she's the sole surviving person. And so she has basically spent her entire life from that point, like the last 10 years training to protect herself from assassination because they don't, nobody was ever caught. Um, and, uh, and, and she is also like plotting her revenge because she thinks she knows who did it. Um, and it, the time has come for her to like take her throne and she's on her way to coronation and there's another assassination attempt, of course. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And like everything goes crazy and now she's on the run and nothing that she thought she knew is true. Um, and there's all kinds of twists and turns, like really intense twists and turns. Um, and the, there's another narrating character. His name is Ali, short for Alyosha, who is a war refugee who is now um, a soldier on a like future space reality TV show, which is a concept that at first I was a little like, okay, but it really actually works out well the way that uh, Rhoda Beleza is playing with this. Um, And so the story alternates between the two of them and they don't actually meet in the, in the, in the book. Um, but it's the first in the series and like their paths are on a collision course and like everything is going crazy. Um, so there's a lot of politics. There's a lot of like back channel plotting and stuff. There's a lot of space fun and action sequences. Um, I really love the characters and I really loved how there were a few tropes that the author could have used that she didn't. And I super appreciate when that happens. Um, uh, so I think that it definitely would appeal to somebody who's a fan of Battlestar and or Harry Potter um, and, like, who enjoys, you know, fantasy and science fiction. Like, it's just got all the good stuff. So that is Empress of a Thousand Skies, which is the first in a series by Rhoda Beleza. All right. So our next question comes from Krista. I'm in need of beginner graphic novels for my 11-year-old boy. He's a good reader but reluctant. I want something that will grab hold of him and not let him go. Um, all right, so what comes to mind for me is the Amulet series by Kazu Kibushi. I knew you were going to pick that. Because <laughs> it's I knew so it. good. I knew it. I was like, I was glad that you didn't pick I it. Didn't so I didn't pick it because I knew you were going <laughs> to. It's so good. I mean, if you had picked it, I would have gone with the Bone series. No, no, This it's is fine. One, one, one wreck. Um, so the first book is called The Stonekeeper. 
Um, and it's, I think there are eight out now. There are eight or nine of the books are nine books. There are nine books out. Um, and it's about these two children, Emily and Navin. Uh, it does start with kind of a sad story. Her, their father has just passed away. Uh, and the two kids with their mother move into the home of their, of her great grandfather. Um, and they stumble upon these, I'm like, how do I describe this? There's a mechanical rabbit, (laughs) a giant robot (laughs) and a ship. And they basically have to go on all these adventures. There is a thread of a story that goes through, um, all nine, but it's, basically these kids in extraordinary circumstances and it's just really fun and vibrant and there's like definitely an edge of danger there that will hold I think the attention of a young reader um it's a good read uh it's scholastic it's totally age appropriate um yeah I think that's what I'm going with so book one is called The Stonekeeper and it's by Kazu Kibuishi and the series is called Amulet. All right. I just changed my mind, like, while you were talking. <laughs> well, I was like, we can't get through this whole episode without bringing up my favorite, 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 no. favorite, favorite <laughs> of all time. So thank you. No problem. No problem. Well, you were the reason I read these. So, you know, there you go. So um, okay. So I switched my answer to the Percy Jackson graphic novels. Because 11-year-old boys and Percy Jackson is just a really good combination. And the author, yes. <laughs> the author is Rick Riordan. The Lightning Thief is the first book, and it's the graphic novel version. Like, these are also prose books, but they made graphic novel tie-ins, um, which is super great for reluctant readers. So uh, Percy Jackson is 12, and he has ADHD, and he's kind of klutzy, and like, he's alright, but like, he's just kind of coping, barely. Um, And then weird things start happening to him, like, people are trying to kill him, and his teacher turns into a monster, and like, what is going on? And he finds out that he is the son of one of the Greek gods. Because that's the thing that happens. And <laughs> and the Greek gods are about to go to war. And, like, he suddenly is in the middle of this and has to try to prevent it from happening. And he and his friends have, like, a week to try to, you know, keep all of the gods from going to war. Um, Rick Riordan is so funny. There's so many silly jokes in these. It's really entertaining. There's good action. Jeez, I just lost my pop filter. <laughs> <laughs> was gesticulating so wildly. The books are so good, I was you like, can't help I it. I know, I knocked over my setup here. Okay, hopefully that's stable now. <laughs> but yeah, they're really fun. They're really funny. They're very gripping, and I think the graphic, norm, uh, the graphic novel format translated really well in this case. Like, it doesn't always, but I think these worked. And uh, yeah, like, what's not to love? It's Percy Jackson. And um, there are movies, too. I don't know. I didn't... No, do yeah, not. Yeah, I didn't I love not it. recommend no. movies. But, um... <laughs> but and then maybe he might also decide to read the full books like you never know so uh so that is uh the lightning thief is the first book in the percy jackson series um by rick riordan and the art is by jose villarubia um and attila futaki 
Oh, and the next question is me again. Okay, I'll try not to knock anything else over. Uh, <laughs> this question is from Connie Jean. I'm looking for books for young children, 0 to 12 years old, which feature characters who happen to be bilingual. These recommendations would be for children whose families have had the opportunity to live abroad for an extended period or whose parents have different mother tongues that they want to pass on to their children. So often these children feel like freaks when classmates or even adults prod them to say something in the foreign language. I'm hoping you'll have recommendations so these kids can see the that they are not unusual and that being bilingual can be a plus. So this question is really hard. Um, first of all, because it's a huge age range and, and, and like there's a lot of kids books that are bilingual and that they are like, you can get the words in two languages, mm -hmm. but there's not as many books that just incorporate bilingual dialogue into them. Especially at like a younger. Yeah. It's tricky. It's tricky. And then, we did find books, but they're both bilingual in Spanish um, because that's what's out there at the moment. So, you know, I, I, we would love, I guess what I'm saying is we have some recs for you. They're not, they might not be exactly what you're looking for. Um, and we would love for, uh, if you're listening to the show and you have some thoughts, to pop it into the post on the site in the comments field for Connie Jean. Um, and also for us, because I would love to see more of these books out there. I just couldn't find anything that looked right. Um, so go ahead, Preeti, what do you got? Well, okay, so I'm actually changing. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. We're, that's how we're rolling today. Um, since, because it's hard because this, I'm not sure this is exactly what she's looking for. Um, but what something that came to mind was Blackbird Fly from Aaron and Chada Kelly. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a middle grade book uh, about this young Korean girl, or no, not Korean, excuse me, um, Filipino girl named Apple. And. Her mother immigrated from the Philippines, and so Apple is kind of dealing with being the only Asian in this small town, and there's a lot to do with culture and language specifically in this book, I remember. It's been a while since I read it, but it's definitely about this idea of balancing two identities and her mom being, sometimes she feels like her mom is like too Filipino, you know, and it's embarrassing to her, and that's something that she's she has to learn to be proud of and kind of balance with her American identity as she sees it. Um, it's a really, really good book. Uh, and I think it could hit on some of the themes that um, that Connie Jean is looking for. Sorry, I forgot your name for a second. I apologize. Um, so just this idea of how it could be a good thing to, to come of two cultures or learning another language or having, like, different foods... Um, so yeah, Blackbird Fly by Aaron and Trata Kelly. Nice. I want to read that now. Um, okay. So my pick for you as an author, it's Meg Medina, who we love. Um, and she has written a ton of books and a lot of them incorporate, uh, Spanish language words into the dialogue and it's part of the plot line. So for the younger, uh, ages, there is Mango, Abuela, and Me, which is a really lovely, cute picture book um, about a girl named Mia who has her abuela, her grandmother, has come to live with her in the city. Um, and she Mia wants to read her her favorite book, but Abuela can't read the words um, in English. So, you know, Abuela is learning English and Mia is learning Spanish, and it's like a nice, like, family bonding thing. Um, and it's about, like, 
you know, opening up to learn somebody else's language, which I hopefully might fit in a little bit with, uh, with what you're talking about. Um, especially for other kids who like maybe have never learned another language. So this is a good opportunity to see that learning happening in, on the, on the page, um, in action on the page. So, and then for the older grades, um, she's written a ton of great YA. I personally am a huge fan of Yaki Delgado wants to kick your ass. Yes. Uh, it's so good. Um, it's about a girl named Yaki Delgado who's uh, getting bullied at school. She doesn't even know why. Like, it's just... Or no, excuse me. Pity is the main character. Yaki Delgado is the bully. Um, And she just doesn't know, like, what she's even done or why it's happening. Um, In the meantime, she's, like, "Mm, hooking up with this boy and, like, that's maybe not what she's supposed to be doing. And her mom is very, like you know, has certain ideas about how things should go. And it's just a whole like great book about being a teenager. Um, and it's very immersed in like, there's all kinds of uh, Spanish slang in it. And it's just is very like, unabashedly bilingual. Um, so I thought that that might be a solid pick. Although 12, like, uh, it's like a little bit old. Yeah, it's a little old for that. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, but you know, it's really good. Um, and I read stuff I wasn't <laughs> supposed to read. Uh, also the girl who could silence the wind, like that's another good one. And that might be a little more age appropriate. Anyway, look up Meg Medina. I think you will find stuff that will work for you. All right. And that's our show. Uh, Preeti, thank you so much for coming back and helping out. Of course, anytime. <laughs> uh, so you can find us on social media. I am Jen IRL, Jen with two N's, IRL. Preeti, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at Run With Skizzers. <laughs> Which is with- Someday. <laughs> Maybe someday I'll make it my name. But why? I love it so much. <laughs> it's you. It's you. I know this is like before we knew that that was going to be our professional I- thing. Then, I didn't know, and now it is. Who could my have known? Thing. Who could have known? Um, and you can let's see. You can leave us questions in the show notes or by emailing us. Um, thank you so much to you, our listeners, and to our sponsors. Please do go take that survey. Um, enter to win a gift card and tell us what you want to hear about. And if you have a minute to leave us some feedback on iTunes, we would love to hear your, re- your review, and it also helps other people to find the show. So that is our show for today. Thanks so much for listening.